Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And guys, where you feel really ahead of our week by slipping this podcast in before the week's begun. Exactly. It's Sunday night. Sunday night, and we are already nailing this yeah. week. And I need to I need to start this off with a uh, here's the situation, Rachel. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but I wasn't gonna be here. Yeah, this I did Sunday know that. night. Like I knew we weren't we were supposed to be traveling. Yeah, we weren't gonna be able to record this tonight, but <laughs> here I am. And here's the reason. So Friday, Ben and I were supposed to fly to Seattle and there's a conference. And I was gonna be giving one talk. Ben was doing more. But anyway, so I had to get a sub for my last class on Friday. And so I taught till noon jetted with Ben he like picks me up at school and we had to like take off to get to the airport so we do and we're like I don't know it's an hour and a half to the airport and we're probably 50 minutes up the road (laughs) and I just was like oh I don't I just really don't feel very good and so it's just getting worse but see I do not get motion sick at all like so then you're scanning through what could be wrong like did I eat something weird what's happening and we're trying I'm trying to ignore it and keep talking and so we're chatting and then I'm starting to be like really breathy and I'm like leaning my seat back and Ben's getting really cracked up and saying well this is nostalgic because (laughs) it's like driving Ah. around with me doing this big and then and then I was like Oh my gosh, you have to pull over. Like, you have to pull over. So he pulls over on the side of the highway. I leap out, and I'm just puking now on the side of the road. Just haven't done that in a lot of years. So anyway, I get back in. Still, like, I'm just doing the full clammy, terrible, sick, what's happening. This came on very, very suddenly. I get back in the car, and then a second later... While I'm still feeling really gross, my <laughs> my ankles freak out. I don't know what I stepped in, like what plant I was standing in <laughs> on the side of the highway. <laughs> but my <laughs> but I, I but it was a like... special kind of an allergy <laughs> test. I was in like ballet flats and like ankle pants and so I had this nice swath of like freaked out ankle and so I'm like thrashing around trying to itch my ankles and be queasy at the same time. That's that's like a very unusual pairing. Oh my word, I know And, and they're still bad. Like they're still really bad and I have like bumps and it's all really weird on my ankles. But then, meanwhile, we get up to the airport and it's like, what are we going to do? Like, I've been suddenly overtaken with a terrible queen. And <laughs> so we just, and you have like no time to try to figure this out because we're cutting it super close by me teaching all morning. So, um, like, basically, we had to get there and just board. And I'm like, with my seat reclined, taking deep breaths and also thrashing my legs around. <laughs> But Ben, Ben's like, I'll just go and then we'll see if we can get you another flight, you know, like tomorrow morning or something. So then I drive home, but it was the most disorienting thing. It was like getting accidentally separated on the subway because it was right. like there was no time to like think about the issue. And suddenly Ben was off to Seattle and I was driving home going, oh dear. And then we were looking at all the different flights that maybe I could still make it. And it was like, no, I, I was just queasy. And I think I'm better now. I don't know. It was like a 36-hour you were weird. in Seattle, which is why it confused me that J- Jemima asked if she could take you some salad <laughs> from Sabbath. She's like, hey, can I grab some salad for mom? And I was like, 
yeah, your mom's not here. Like, <laughs> I don't think your mom wants salad. It's like I was just home in bed feeling really weird yeah. and tasty. It's so and weird. And also feeling like a real dork that I was not giving a talk that I was supposed to be giving at that time. And Yeah, and that's everyone's favorite. So people in Seattle, I'm real, real sorry about that. And I actually, the next morning when I woke up and I was still gross, I was very relieved because yeah because you're you like I didn't make it up yeah I, mean, I didn't I, I didn't make it up it wasn't just a weird like hour-long strange episode it was like no I, I definitely had something but talk about being stricken suddenly with it because that's so funny <laughs> I know so that was my little adventure one time I got so sick wow I was taken with a sudden illness while in the Baltimore airport oh no and I got this tells you I got sick enough to go out of my right mind. I've like, this, I think I've I passed out, actually. Airport, yeah. I think I fainted in the mm-hmm. bathroom. But there was a time where I had my face, my face, on the floor mm. Mm. of the Baltimore mm. Airport no. bathroom. No. Bathroom, guys. Bathroom. No. In a stall, mm-hmm. face on the floor. That's... I mean, you're basically dead if you've done that. Like, yeah. in yeah. You, how can you have done this? No, Rachel, I did it in London. Mm-hmm. I did that in Heathrow. Oh. <laughs> what is this? We're making ourselves sound like the the tour of gross <laughs> deeds. But now that we're on it, I'll tell you that my worst, worst thing I think I've ever done. Okay. Well, no. It, yeah, I can't tell. I don't know. The incident in the Baltimore airport. I was so sick that I didn't have the energy to care that I put my cheek yeah. on the yeah. floor. Mm-hmm. I knew that I yeah. wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted, yeah. Yeah. but I couldn't care. And I was so, I was just way mm-hmm. sick. Yeah. Like I think I did pass out anyways, whatever. Mm-hmm. But one time when I was just feeling ill, so I was more mentally on it with okay. what was happening. Okay. We were in Chicago, and we had to stop at um, McDonald's. I don't okay. think because anyone wanted anything. I think we stopped because I needed to puke. Okay. I'm not sure. It was a McDonald's in Chicago. Sure. And I ran into the bathroom, and I puked, but it just was a horrible, non-aerodynamic toilet. <laughs> And Rachel, <laughs> no major worst ever splashback. No, worst no, ever, no, straight from a no, Chicago toilet no, to my face, no, to my clothes, no. on my shirt. <laughs> and I was still conscious no, enough. No. So, guys, if you're asking yourselves. And I bet you were. You were like, where do these girls get their robust immune systems? <laughs> we, oh. We've done it by going to every hideous well, public I'll restroom you. you can think of and behaving like no rational person would behave. I'll tell you, and, it, and I'm trying to steer the conversation away from that horrifying anecdote. <laughs> um it's just in the category of things you ought to know about me before we are friends. You know, yeah, like, well, I'll tell you. You got to be careful around me. That the worst thing my children did. Well, <laughs> is this. The, yeah, I think I'm going to give this one the, the gold star. <laughs> is that we, we were on a train somewhere in England. I don't know. I, it must have been London, maybe going back to Oxford. I don't know what we were doing. Jemima was, I think, three and I look over and she just licks the table just from side to side just gives it a big lick (laughs) and I was I was sure that was it that was the end of her child I was like it's like we have to say goodbye she's not gonna make it It was horrible. Uh, That's gross. It still gives me a horrible. Okay, the one, the one that I know I've told you this, but we were in. uh, This was my horror show of taking the kids into Goodwill sometime forever ago, and hearing Lena saying, "This is so soft about something," and that I turn around and she's rubbing her cheek on, um, 
I don't even like, what do you call it? The the cover for a toilet seat. The, oh, like, no. the like shag carpet <laughs> toilet seat cover. And not just a toilet seat cover, but a the toilet one. seat cover that is at Goodwill. Like not so it's been its useful life has been over it's and it's so been bad. donated. It's and so my bad. child rubbed her face on it. <laughs> She still tells the story as it being a real time of wonderment about what mom's problem is. (laughs) You know, when they're like, this is so soft. And then I'm like, turn around, I'm like, no! (laughs) Not... Not the super... I'm not the super chill, casual calm. Sorry, pardon. Although... I have to say, the more children you have, the more you just sort of have to adapt to the fact that we live in a very earthy environment and there's yeah and you're kind of like there's not enough energy uh, in us to get as excited about these things well, as time, we would have actually one time bell little old bell was a baby so she was sitting surrounded by her blocks on the floor or whatever mm-hmm. and I could tell that she had something in her mouth and she looked sort of guilty about it and there was nothing within range that she should have had in her mouth. So I went over and did the finger swipe (laughs) and I was trying to fish out whatever it was and I suddenly was like, oh, like what is that terrible smell? And then it was like a stink bug. I squished it in her mouth. Let me kill a stink bug on your inner cheek. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. That was horrid. Uh, uh, these wow. are the these are the times that try men's souls. Mm, they are. I know they I've are. said it on here that I picked up Chloe, my cute little crawling Chloe peanut at the time, was crawling in the laundry room, which is a place that I didn't mean for her to be. And she was over by the anyways, I picked her up. And then I was like, there's a hair, and there's like a little hair sticking out of her mouth. I'm like, oh, gross. No. I pull that out, and I pull the hair, and out pops a whole nasty dust bunny wad (laughs) that she had picked (laughs) off the mop. Like, ammonia solution or something and then dried on the mop and then that's what she ate you know you can't you can't (laughs) I don't know it's like you know it's horrible but you can't you just can't live at that level you can't invest (laughs) as much of yourself as wants to invest itself Uh in that you have Uh to be like chill out chill out it'll be okay (laughs) we're all gonna live Yeah, so. I feel like we've really gone into a tailspin in this episode so far. <laughs> let's go back. Let's reflect on that. Whatever is pure, whatever is not oh. a dust bunny, oh, not man. a stink bug, whatever oh. is not you know yeah. rashy ankles or Baltimore airport, airport bathrooms. Floors. Like, no. let's think about any of the things that are not these things. Let's. <laughs> Let's talk about poetry, Rachel. Okay, poetry. Sonnets. The poems. <laughs> I haven't written a sonnet in a really long time. Yeah. I should try to write a sonnet. Well. Because why not? You should. I why should. not indeed? Yeah. I make my students write sonnets all the time. But yeah, why haven't you been doing it? I myself have not whipped up a sonnet. I myself of love poetry. I just do. Mm-hmm. But I realize you have to... Poetry is a thing that is, um, there's a lot of this in my life, so I'm just going to say it. It's the kind of thing that you can love, that you can want to do, that you can still go years without doing because you're not noticing that you love it and you want to do it. Also, for me, that is painting. Well, I was, I got hit hard with the bug of wanting to sew yesterday, like clothes, like I haven't. It's been a long time. I think what happened was I was sick in bed. So 
that's when I had time to just pause and reflect and be like, oh, I kind of need to make some stuff. Well, this is a thing. And that's been a long time since I haven't even thought about it. I was just listening to uh, Lewis' book, Weight of Glory, I think. And in it, he says that, you know, everybody wants to say that your religion is perfectly fine in your private life, Mm -hmm. but then they go on to ensure that you're never alone. Oh, yeah. I think that's a very, and I was thinking about that. That's interesting. In light of social media, how we've made our private moments our most public. Mm -hmm. Like, that you're out in the world when you actually are, like, those moments when you sit down in the afternoon to have a cup of coffee and it's the afternoon sun and whatever. If you are just looking at Facebook or you're looking at Instagram or you're even listening to podcasts. I was going to say. People, if if you're always listening to something, then you, you can get yourself always in the mental mode of consumption and not production. Yep. Like, and, and it's, I think it's really complicated because, because I can argue, like, I can see both sides of this really like, and that's why I think it's an issue of balance. There's the whole, like, amusing ourselves to death side of mm-hmm. things. And then there's the everything bad is good for you <laughs> side yeah. of things. Right. And I think that, but I think that I know I can use my smartphone to make me better at things, give me more information that I need, look up something quickly that helps me with what I'm doing. Like Mm -hmm. it's absolutely a servant and a tool that helps me accomplish more than I could do without it. It is in all kinds of ways, really great. Like without that, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be encouraging a bunch of people to be reading their Bibles. Like there's a lot, so much good fruit and good things there. But on the other hand, are you doing that in all the times when you actually ought to just be sitting there still, like, thinking? Just thinking. Not letting someone give you a thought. Not listening to someone else's thoughts. But actually processing it or thinking or trying to write a poem yourself or trying to actually knit. It's true because I do think actually the thing that spun me off into this, like, oh, man, I really need to sew something, is I had discovered this line of clothing that's Italian and it was crazy crazy and so expensive and a lot of it's super weird but it was so fun to look at Mm -hmm. because it's all these vintage Italian designs that they have like brought out of the archives and are reprinting on these beautiful fabrics and then making these crazy dresses and things so anyhow it was just looking at that that suddenly made me you know, like, so there's this moment of, like, you could just there's lose a moment yourself where in it or you could be inspired to go it's on It's a moment where it, you could either blow on that spark to make <laughs> you go be creative and productive or you could never start your own fire. You could just, right. you could just watch someone else's. Right. And so, and I do think, Ben and I were talking about this a while ago, that it's funny that I, I think there's a very small adjustment sort of and also a very wide chasm between being someone who is only ever a consumer Mm -hmm. versus being someone who is producing and building culture right and it's funny how yeah it's like that that switch on the railway track like it's Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a shift but it actually makes a really big difference and I think there are a lot of women who think that they are really into beauty in the home or clothing or whatever mm-hmm. but actually it's as a consumer it's somebody who wants right. to simply buy it and use it themselves kind of as opposed to right. I'm going to create beauty for others so you could have somebody who really thinks that they're very into home design but they're into it as a consumer, not as a producer, which is, right. and, and sometimes it could look exactly the same in one way. Like, it's not like, you have because to, it's not like you have to have whittled your own furniture or well, something. Well, I do. Yeah, I always as have. One does. Yeah. But, but it's like, it's not like you have to have I made actually, it. I actually, I actually people... made our newest recliner <laughs> out of spray foam. <laughs> Perfect. You can make a mold Perfect. of it if you want and cast yeah, yourself one. Great. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, it's just like it's not like you have to have made it yourself necessarily. It's oh, just no. that there's a way of creating 
beauty for others. I actually think okay. versus just being the person who wants to curate all okay, of it so, so been, that you seem beautiful or right. whatever. So this was a thing that I've been thinking about, which for lots of reasons, whatever. I brought up poetry because I was thinking I'm trying to come up with some kind of a system which will never work for me. A system more like guidelines I'm trying to abide by myself. You know okay. my old story of just touch it every day yeah, or right. just put the things in a basket by the chair that I mean to finish and then okay. whenever I'm there make sure I touch something or whatever. I, I've done different versions of this. But I have a, a large swath right now of different genres of things that I I care about this. Yeah. I want to be doing it. It's just right. so much options. Yeah. Um, that it can be overwhelming because, yeah. and then what ends up happening is because you're overwhelmed, you don't actually do any of it. You, no, you just, you just kind of go, uh, I'm not ready to commit to anything right yeah. now, so I'll just sit here longer or whatever. And I, I just am really not a fan of myself doing that. Like just, I know that that is just bad stewardship of, it's bad stewardship of your time of your own abilities, like whatever creativity you actually have in you, you are not stewarding if mm -hmm. you're just looking at other people's creativity all the time and right. not actually trying something right. or doing something. Uh, so I'm just trying to work through different, like basically just a rough list of the things that I mean to be working on. You know, like this is yeah. the stuff that I mean to get done and then mm -hmm. I'm going to keep chugging away on whatever. But I was thinking about this. I, I have said, I'm sure we've talked about it in here already, that I think we're just suffering. Christian women suffer, and this, like, is totally in Even Exile, in your book. Okay. Just suffer from a lack of imagination. Yep. And that that lack of imagination is not imagination to do things from scratch. It's not imagination like... What a shame that Christian women are not inventing new cuisines. It's okay. not that. And But when we talk about like culture building, I think that I was just thinking about how interesting it is that whatever you do to glorify God goes towards building God's kingdom here, culture here. Like, uh, who is it? Is it Van Til that said... Um, Culture is religion externalized. Sounds right. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it, I don't know. But that, whatever your religion is, culture is that worked out. Right. And, and I was thinking about the fact that this is why it's not just okay. It's positively good for Christian women to take things, anything that they can see away. Like say apple pie is not objectively all by itself expressing a certain religion. Right. But if you're doing this to the glory of God, right. it is. Yeah. So if you take something and then you're trying it, you're doing it to the glory of God, it actually is being used to build culture, to build God's kingdom. It's not like we have to start over from nothing to try to build Christian culture. Yeah. We build Christian culture with everything we can lay our hands on. Like guitars, whoever invented that, it doesn't matter. Guitars right. can be part of Christian culture. That You know, all of these yeah. things, we just take them and use them. And understand what to discard. Because there is a lot that should be... Be able to tell the difference between wheat and chaff. You know, don't be making bread from the chaff because there is a lot of our culture. That sounds like that, bad, bad bread in the, for sure. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of junk in our culture that I don't think really has any place in a Christian sort of vision. for No, life. for sure. But I think the thing that I'm trying to say is that you're where the imagination fail is, is not in it's not in the step of uh, needing to invent all new things. Right. The imagination fail is in thinking of how to use all the things you already know about. Well, right. Yeah, that's, it's, that's for sure. It's thinking like, well, I could just gather up these things and try to glorify God with this in yeah. this way. And that that is so productive. Like, well, and I think that like, let's say that you decided that you needed to really prioritize doing the splits. 
you're not going to be able to. I just to. want to put this out there. That's actually not one of the things on my list. But you're... Well, you might consider it. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. I'll put down sonnet and then put split. Sonnet. Maybe I could try to do the splits while I try to write, write a sonnet. sonnet. Yeah, I mean, multitasking. Yeah, no, but the thing is, like, let's say you decided, you became convicted that, like, the splits are really something that I need to push need for. Need to do. Well, uh-huh. you can't just flip a switch and do the splits. You know, like, you can't. You're going to have to... Yeah. Every day, you're going to have to push yourself just a little bit more. And then the next mm-hmm. day, you're going to push yourself just a little bit more. And I think that probably after a certain amount of time, which would be very lengthy in my case, you could do the splits, <laughs> you know? But it's not like you can just decide, oh, I'm going to prioritize building Christian culture. And then suddenly everything... And then tomorrow, you have yeah. no trouble with Christian culture. Right. right. It's just like wherever you are on that road stretch yourself just a little bit like reach for that thing that's just a little bit further out you don't have to be martha stewart by thursday well, i don't but, know like i could <laughs> use those skills <laughs> you know but you're gonna have to like inch towards them you can't just yes which suddenly is, which brings us back to it. one of our more popular slogans of the what have you podcast forever which is start now at whatever you want to be good at by the time you're 80 <laughs> like yeah. Begin now your mm-hmm. work to just be faithfully chipping away at things yeah. and getting yeah. little things done. And and don't be that person who's like, not worth it yeah. if I'm not good when I begin. Yeah. One of the biggest things, and this is actually something that I felt like the Bible reading challenge. Uh, I wouldn't say it taught it to me, but it for sure provided a venue in which I noticed mm-hmm. this. Okay. Which is just that like. If I was, so just using this, the Bible reading challenge as an example of the concept. When I would be reading my Bible before, I would read 10 chapters, usually at a time in that Grant Horner thing, which I really enjoyed. That was great. But, so I'd be reading 10 chapters. Okay. But if I missed a day, I still felt like I was just reading 10 chapters a day. Because... There was no, it was not tied to what was happening on what day. Oh, okay. So you just feel like you're very regularly reading 10 chapters. Okay. When we start the Bible reading challenge, you realize that you have a metronome going. That's yeah. like, and and you realize how much time you yeah. actually, how easy it is to get two days behind or like yeah. without having, when you have a couple really, you know, shockingly busy days, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily notice that you missed it. Right. Because right. things were just off to the races right away. And I just, just right now want to just register <clears throat> a little brag right now, which is that at this very current moment, I have zero missed days Rebecca. for the plan. I think and I'm a day. I think I'm a day behind. Yeah. Well, look at me. Pardon, I'm, I'm my yawny face. And actually, the reason that's a big deal is because exactly what you're saying. Like life goes very fast and so suddenly you realize you're behind and then I I made myself with the Bible reading challenge do the thing of just jump back in and skip it but I actually really hate that so that helps you to actually not get behind when you hate it yeah well I hate it but it was like um and once you start getting big patches in there then it starts to feel less pressury because you've already got a bunch of patches so yeah anyway um no, I don't have any patches at this current. Back at the out. time that we are currently speaking, Good job. I am not Okay, but to apply, the, apply this the, uh, to the other point, and that was what I was trying to say, is that I realized through the Bible reading challenge more thoroughly how much time passes so fast. And we were podcasting, I think, already, or maybe we weren't yet, when I started making sourdough. I think we were already. And Maybe. I remember it was right that. around then, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, because it was. I I think so because I know I had a story on the podcast on one that never went through about a hilarious fail of the sourdough. Oh, so, really? Okay. But the reason I bring this up is that when I started making sourdough, I remember thinking it'll be about five years before I really know what's happening with yeah. this. Surprise. It's been five years, and I still don't feel like I know what's happening with the sourdough. But yeah. I am thousands of loaves into it by now. Yeah. 
I think. I mean, I guess I never kept Hundreds the data. For sure. More than that, because I make eight every time I do communion. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm hauling, I'm hauling. Yeah, I do four at a time. So, you know, whatever. But my point is, my point is that those five years went by in the amount of time that I could have kept saying, I wish that I was going to get going on making sourdough sometime. Yeah. Totally. Right? Like the 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 rhythm of yep. yeah, but are you going to do this is sort of oh, like you have to jump into this or yep. else your life will shoot on by before you tried it. <laughs> and that's and I yep. think that just about so many things because that's uh-huh. why you have to be willing to be bad at it. But one of the biggest things about being bad at it is that it doesn't feel like as long as like the time is going by really fast. So yeah. even if you spend a, you know, a whole week really failing at trying to crochet something, if you pop out the other end and can actually do it mm-hmm. at the end, that time just gets so far in the rearview mirror so fast uh-huh. that you're well, like, and I feel it about things like, uh, mudding my kitchen. There's, there was all this time of like, ugh, it's such a huge job. I don't want to do it because I hate ceilings and I don't have the time to really get my mental. Yeah. Game I don't have the time on. to get my sweatsuit you sewn know. to cheer me up <laughs> for when I'm doing this. You know me well. Yeah. Anyway, I know so, I do. So, and, and then when you finally just up and do it, it's hilarious. Sometimes How, it's very like, offensive, isn't but, it? Yeah, because when I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did that this summer. And I'm like, did it take me. A couple days, so it take long, me a week. I, I don't know. That but guess yeah. what? It's done, and I have a mudded kitchen. But it's like kind of embarrassing when you think. But why you didn't don't I just get that done before? You now? don't want to think about it. No. It's really a painful problem, and it's okay because you do have to plug along, and you have to be okay no, with and things not zillion, being finished. There and are all a that. zillion things in my life that I want to have done that I don't technically have time to do right now, but that all the same, I'm trying to keep myself on the metronome of touching that base periodically. Yeah. Some of them. And then a lot of stuff. I'm just like, you know what? It's not the season in my life for that. And that's okay too. One of the things that, that happened, like I had a, I've had a long-term project that I finally just did the thing, did it. What and I it? was surprised. What was your thing? Sir Badalot. And I was surprised oh. by how happy I was to have gotten that done instead of a thing that tell was like on the it. back you of my mind. You read it to me, but tell me what it is like to people I need actually, to know. Well, they will get to know later. The thing, I, I it's a kid's book that I wrote. But I wanted to, uh, I think when Shad was a toddler... Mm-hmm. Is when I was like, oh, I should write that kids book. Shad yeah. is not a toddler now, in case no. you're all checking. Also, speaking and of And Moses that, is about to be six. So it's been however long yeah. since I was like, this is clearly the... When is it going to be a book people can buy? Uh, well, guess what? Forrest what? is working on the illustrations <gasps> now. It made That's it, it so made it fun. into that phase. So hopefully it'll be coming out in the not very long future. Well, one other thing that's coming out. In the not very long future. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, this okay, is exciting. Hold on. Hold on. <gasps> I'm showing you this. That's the so rough, cute. The rough sketches oh, of guys. his illustrations. Yes. Of Sir Bat-a-Lot. And it um, is actually going to be super fun. That. I mean, Also, I, you read me Sir Bat-a-Lot and it was great. I really liked it. Well, that was, speaking of poetry and my crisis of trying to accomplish things I meant to do, you know, which is the... Which is, uh, look, he did a, this is, oh, it's so good. Isn't it going to be kind of fun? So So anyways, what I'm trying to tell you all is that that was a thing that's been like lurking in the back cupboard of my life for way too long. And you know, what's really embarrassing is how long it doesn't actually take you to get it done when you finally decide you're going to just rip the bandaid off and get the thing done. Yeah. Well, that's super fun. Also the thing I was going to say that is coming out, I think in a week. Is I I Becca, am I going to get a are you yeah, gonna give me I'm one? Give you one. You guys, I have a soup night cookbook Woo-hoo! coming out with <laughs> and I'm super excited about it because there were a few things about it that I cared about. Well, a number of things I cared about. But I have the recipes for 
great big events, you know, like just the, the soup night size crowd, but then all of the recipes are in there just at regular old portions so that you don't have to feed 50 people. I mean, you, you can, you can, but you also could just have the soup recipe and it has a few other things in it, but it's not big because I only have, there's like eight soup recipes that I usually rotate through and then there's a few extras and then there's bread and cookies and you know, just the soup night stuff. Mm -hmm. And it has a whole bunch of stuff in there about timelines and equipment and schedules and how to do it. Yeah. Like all those things. But given the blitz that is my life and how soup night usually goes for me in terms of the harried nature of it all, I wanted it for my own sake to be a small enough cookbook that I could throw it in my purse and take it to the grocery store with me. Like, so it's a, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like a, it's not a great big fat thing or a mm-hmm. big unwieldy one. It's small, but it's also, I wanted it to lie flat open on the counter. Like I think that's generous. Cooking. That's actually just a generous heart. Yeah. Yeah, it is have. because yeah. I can't stand it no. when you're you trying to stand them. <laughs> when you put, you have to like put the, can of tomatoes on one side to hold it open and then it's flipping shut and then it then you've broken the binding and then anyway so I am super excited because it's a little Mm -hmm. like hard cover and it's got a nice like spiral metal spiral and then it lies flat and it's cute that's the other thing it's cute guys so this is big news it's yeah. time to launch your own soup so, night. And I know. If, if the Lord hasn't given you a direct message yet, he has now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I've got all my random designs that I have pulled from various parts of my Guys, life. Guys, I have a word for you. There. I'll it's tell cute you. and colorful. I'll get you a hot tip from... This is how you know <laughs> how... I don't know that I should reveal this about myself, Becca. Well, if it's about yourself, you feel free. I don't know if I want you revealing things about me, but... Uh, this is just a story, an anecdote that tells you that I am a highly suggestible person. Like, if you do, if you have something that interests me to say, don't be surprised if I'm trying it sooner than expected. Like, where I'm like, hang on, I've got to try yeah. this. Partly that's intentional. Partly that's my own personality yeah. run away with me. But Becca went to Annapolis <laughs> and ate a salad. <laughs> I'm actually still a little put out about this. Let me tell my part. Let me tell my part. We go to Annapolis last week. And we ate at this great restaurant that some fabulous people recommended. And we went and it was delicious. This kale, crispy kale Shazam. It was so good. And it was, the kale was fried so it had, like, it was soft, but it had this little kind of crackly edge because it was breaded. A little bit of, like, lightly breaded and then fried. And then it had, um, like, a curry yogurt and pepper jelly and red onions. And it was so good. So I tell Rachel about it. And then a hot 45 <laughs> seconds later, she's done the research. She's made the salad, served it to guests, and has eaten it. <laughs> All without me ever having had time to turn around and think about it. There was a step that you did not include, which is that I copied out the recipe and sent it to she you. She did. She sent So it that to was me. actually my generous heart at work. But, I know, but I'll now, tell you. Now she's going to take credit for that, and I'm the one I'm that not ate taking it. credit. I'm, I'm the one that ate clearly, it Becca ate the salad first. <laughs> and But the funny thing is, it was... Oh, my ankles are itchy. <laughs> Becca, you know what I noticed? I was like, man, people have a lot to say about our last episode. It's everyone telling you how to do oatmeal bags. Yeah, I know. So oh, you got it just I in can. time. I you can, can do it. And I can go do put it. it in an old pair of nylons <laughs> or a sock or anything. Dishcloth. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody had good was advice. like, why not good cheesecloth, Becca? Why advice. not cheesecloth? And the question is, why not? I yeah, mean, but anyway, you we were saying you skipped a step and then my ankles itched. What uh, was the step that you skipped? I skipped this. Oh, uh, I don't know. What was I saying? No, I salad? said what happened with the salad. And you said, no, you skipped a piece of that. Like there was something else that you. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say about the salad, but it was outrageously good. And it really yeah. was good. Although yeah. I'm not sure that I should have 
treated my soup night guests to it because I was clearly on a tangent myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think it might have been better if I'd been focused harder on doing other things as well as the crispy kale salad. Also, uh, you have a fryer, which does I'm not make it... lying about the fact that it was really good. Yeah, oh, I know what it was. Really it good. was just that you describing it to me. My problem is that I still I couldn't imagine what yeah. that would taste like because yeah. pepper jelly on fried kale with a yeah. cumin yogurt. Yeah. With red onions. Yeah. Sounded to me like what? Yeah. I like I, I need more answers than yeah. this. And that's what the waiter told I'll us. I'll share with you all. I wrote down the recipe from yeah. watching a video of a chef of the chef who does it? Yeah. He did a video of himself, so I can share with you all it's the magic. Good. It's really good, and the waiter actually. Didn't I had multiple. It well, to I us. had multiple people that were here take some of it in to-go cups. Oh, okay. Like yeah, when they were that. leaving, yeah. they wanted it, and that's the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Is it? It really was that interesting. Yeah, like it you kept, is that you interesting. You kept needing to know I more. I know, and so they. He told us. I was like, so what is this crispy kale and? And because they call it just crispy kale, and he said, "Well, that's our bestseller, and it's um, kind of like nachos, but the kale are like is like the chips, and that didn't sell me no, on it. No, but I. But then but I when saw you say it go that? by, and I, and I was like, well, what is that thing that they got over there? And he's like, oh yeah, that's it. That's the crispy kale. And I was like, oh, I want that. It looks yeah. really crazy and interesting. And it was not like nachos. Actually, I'm with him on the nachos. Here's why. Because it was it wasn't like eating a salad because the leaves are crunchy. So it's harder but they're not super crunchy. No, but it actually kind of makes like chips. It's not No, it's not, but it sort of makes sense to almost use your fingers to pick up a piece of the of the crispy kale mm-hmm. and like dip it in the cream yeah. yogurt whatever. Yeah. All this is to say guys it's delicious, and I'll and I'll share you my recipe that I also shared with Becca. Yeah. Now yeah. that I stole it off the internet, but that's but that's an example of that's an example of both the positive side of my personality and the <laughs> negative side, all at one time. Because could I be trying to get the house mopped, but decide we need to launch a felt ornament series? Yes, I could. <laughs> Like, could I be partway into organizing the snow pants yeah. and then think what we really need is a hooked rug? Uh-huh. Yes, I could. Uh-huh. Like, I'm trying yeah. to hone hone no. in. Well, it's what happened to me where I was like, I, it was a very speedy trail from, I need to get online and order, like, a sweater. Like, I need a sweater. And then I found this thing, and then it was this dramatic, like, you know, silk twill skirts from Italy that made me be like, oh, but look at the designs. I really need yes. to get in there. And then I should print that. And I betcha that I could. And then off down, I'm off to the races. Not just with, I want to sew something, but I need to quickly design a design to probably, put on a it fabric. It probably all starts with ordering thing. the linoleum blocks. Yeah, probably. So you could carve them up. Yeah. And then print them. <laughs> <laughs> It might be that I'm going to try sourcing linoleum blocks from DIY centers here. Again, I really should start a school of domestic arts where you can never get a degree in any of them. (laughs) (laughs) All you do is you wander around and you take, when you come back by the baked goods classes you learn mm-hmm. something else and then you shoot yeah. out of it well, never see, more to always free. said that he thought we ought to do a like a home improvement show the two of us and he's like it could be called how to not as <laughs> 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 we work our way through learning how to not do things and he was like you know you could have like the real experts sitting just analyzing our yeah, work yeah. kind of like those old mystery science theater 3000s you know <laughs> where you have the actual electrician be like oh look what he's doing oh no oh <laughs> this is going to yeah. come back to bite him later in the season <laughs> you're going to be yeah. full of regrets then <laughs> i think that there's that the reality is God made people to be very silly creatures. Yeah. But a lot of what we have that is that we've been given to glorify God with, it 
really is something that we need to acknowledge. Like, like I don't know how many times, guys, this is, oh, this is a thing. I just had to read a book for school called How to Write One Song. Okay. At poetry class. And How to Write One Song? Yeah. Okay. And he, and it was actually funny to me because it's an interesting book and it's a good book. It's plenty interesting. However, I felt like everything he had to say in that book was like what any Christian it's like a book of common grace because okay. he has insights. I don't think he's a believer, but he has insights that I think every Christian probably should have happened upon themselves okay. sometime. But a lot of it is actually like there's like there's a whole section that's basically a version of you have to be okay with being bad at it. Like mm -hmm. you have to just do it. Like just yeah. start, just jump in, just yeah. do. It's a lot of what we encourage women to do all the time. Yeah. in here which is like get over yourself you're not going to be it's not like to make your first pie you have to be winning the state championship right. in pie you just need to be learning to make a right. pie and that right. you have no chance of making a state champion pie if you don't make one pie the first yeah. time right this is basically what that that book did a lot of that kind of uh plugging it out there that way but it's just that it's way... Why did I even start talking about that book in the first place? I don't know. I think he was just trying to talk about the fact that you... There's a... He talks about, like, kind of the importance of the creative. Like, the... How, that this is something that uh -huh. is just, like, the essence of humanity. Uh -huh. But how many people are never cultivating their... Yeah. And it tied yeah. in with the thoughts I was having about Lewis, which is, like, that these moments of solitude or these moments of sitting there... Yeah. Alone, not looking at your phone thinking of how will I make Christmas beautiful this year? Yeah. Like actually just sit there. Yeah. Not looking at anything. Just thinking about it. Thinking yeah. about what would be really fun yeah. for my kids. And a lot of time, you know, having a piece of paper and a pen helps that a lot. And yeah. this is, this is funny, but like when I have my students do a close read on a poem, you, look at it like you look at the poem you read it you feel like you've got it it's like yeah okay there it is when you take your pen and actually have to start marking things up like what do you see in the poem circle repetitions words or ideas connect those with a line maybe underline any mm -hmm. alliteration that you see Suddenly, as soon as you actually start doing that, it's funny how much you you start seeing. It's like it more. putting on three D glasses. It yeah, really like, changes the yeah, whole texture you, of it. You yeah. can have felt like, no, I read it three times. Like I, I heard it. I know. I know it. Yeah. And so I think, but too, it's like, like coming coming in with a tool to yourself engage your brain in it. Yeah. Is and sometimes when you're just kind of sitting there spacing off, you've got a lot of these vague thoughts that are flying around, and you might feel like you've really had some great ideas but when you have to just put pen to paper sort of and like get them down it mm -hmm. really it makes it crystallize more it makes you focus more and then you have to like I don't know reckon with your idea instead of just having it wafting around in there yeah and there's things that's like so this year I'm like when you talk about Christmas like we were talking about Christmas I think that that should be this should be our tip for the our tip section here okay what a challenge everyone to do that to actually, like, pen and paper or nothing, but not your phone, not whatever. Sit in your house and ask yourself how you could make Christmas awesome yeah. in your house or what you could do that would really bless your family or what are, like, is this the year that you ought to try for a big gingerbread house or is this mm -hmm. the year that you ought to, like, just, just think practically yeah. what could I do what do I need to be thinking ahead on? And one of the things that I've been... Maybe I need to get you with your spray foam and making a mold. <laughs> I do not have any time. I do not any have a nativity range. set. And I really just have an aversion to nativity sets. I like something about it. But I never like the whole thing. I like... Okay. I... Yeah. It's just... I've never had one that I liked. Yeah. Never really had one. I have a tragedy. One. I have a nativity set tragedy. Well, I have a kind of a partial tragedy too. What? Well, one time I stopped at a flea market and I found these huge camels. These, and there was no none of the rest of the set. There were just camels from a nativity set, and I was like, love it. But and I bought those. So we've okay. always had camels that go out somewhere. Okay, it's sort of a 
reference to. (laughs) We never really had the whole scene. We just had camels. And I was thinking that this year, I'm like, oh, I want to put a bunch of straw on the mantle and actually put just all the animals, like the ox and, uh, like, camels and ox. And I I actually think it'd be great with lights. Can you find animals? No, you Mm. cannot find animals. But guess who's on a quest? Me. I'm on a quest. I need (laughs) the animals. And I want to, I'm like, there's got to be a donkey. We got to have an ox we gotta have yeah. sheep i want them all this mm-hmm. is what i mm-hmm. want this yeah. is my this yeah. is what i need but in, in yeah anyways my point is though these are the things that you don't that's just like a random thing that's on my mind that i want yeah. to do yeah but <laughs> a little vertical training happening yeah. inside it's because we have it's because we have 10 foot ceilings yeah. So you can, you can see jump all day in our house and see how close you are to touching the rim. Yeah. Guess how close I am. Really close. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, really I close. need to get one of those little trampolines for rebounding if I'm going <laughs> to compete with my children. So I have these children that can jump higher what than was me. Your, you were going to challenge people to do yes, something. my challenge. Oh, I said that about the vertical train because Becca and I are sitting outside my house and the lights are on inside my house framing framing my son leaping in the hall (laughs) so what i was going to challenge you to do is to use just your own brain and some paper to try to think of fun things to do yeah that would be innovative fun on the cheap like cute things to do and and then yeah and actually we already said this so we need to start that thread about Christmas gifts because everybody's yeah, everybody. Well, and we somehow the last few episodes we didn't have anything up on Facebook or Instagram. Oh yeah, that'll do. But it. I think the last week's one was maybe we should just start one. We'll start, start one, one for that. Yeah. On this episode, we can say put your Christmas. No, it here. should it should be its own post so people can find oh, it more easily because okay. otherwise right. they'll be like, which episode was it? Where That's they true. did that? It's true. We should just call... Actually, we could do it. We could just call this episode the Christmas list. Yeah, except we didn't really talk about that. Uh-uh. That'll make it hard when other people want to know. Guys, how much longer do you want to be here with us while we try to figure this out? Rachel's Baltimore time. What episode oh, yeah, was Yeah, where was that? We were like, check the Christmas You know, one. could you help us on where to find more of your pooging anecdotes? <laughs> Although... Sorry about that, guys. I do need to finish with one hilarious... I started us off on One hilarious pooging anecdote that I only heard from my father-in-law last night. Oh, no. That he was on his motorcycle, and he <laughs> yawned, and a huge... One of those huge bumblebees went straight into his throat because <laughs> he... <laughs> as he rode with his mouth open, which he said he only knew it was a bumblebee... Because he puked it up. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> but, but also brilliant. The choreography oh. of God. To, yeah. have, to have you riding along and then yawn and just like thunk. Like awful. Oh, yeah. Man. On that pleasant note, bless your families and build culture this Christmas yep. by using your own brain. Stretch in just the quietude a of the day. A little bit of a stretch. Until next time. Bye. Bye bye.